With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Trample Bet Podcast for Saturday the 24th of April 2021. I'm your host John Walker and with me as always is Andy Vaughn. Good afternoon John. And Gordo. Hello. How's it going? Great. We're Sun's up, out. Like we are in like the final stretch of this season, and do you know what? I'm feeling quite jaded, and I I feel my picks are representing that. I almost feel like I'm like a player that plays for Bielsa, and I'm just getting exhausted because we're coming to the final stretch of the season. <laughs> and then I, I realised, see, because the COVID, like you've literally went from June to now, which is normally what wouldn't happen. We'd have started what late August, but before. That we yeah. went all the way through because we had the seasons that just went. Hey, there we go. I mean, I mean, f- for me, the season's only nine, nine games in. What are you talking about? Is this why you two love baseball? Because <laughs> it's fucking uh, yeah. There you go. We're, all, we're we're in only week three of the baseball season, and we're nine games into the J League. Like, come on, this is the, early days. The Marlins aren't even out of the like the series title. Like the. the we can't even not get to the World Series anymore. So that's we're so early. I'm so ingrained in just football being my sport that I'm like looking forward to a two-week holiday before I worry about pre-season again. Like I'm so happy just to like be like, buy every other sport. You can all fuck off for a bit and I can, I can get a rest. I think last week probably read. Last week was weird. And we just last week was odd. Yeah, like I went to the A-League well, which is normally one that sells me really well. Um, Western United and Central Coast I had said that Central Coast had been attacking in second halves because they were leaving themselves too much to do they have just collapsed they're falling apart they've went for having a seven point lead at the top of the table to now be third in the league um, I went for a goal in the second half Western United took lead after one minute which I was like get to half time this is what I want because Western United have been good on the counter it, it went perfect to how I envisaged it going and the second half was awful Central Coast is 78% possession and didn't have a shot on target, which is pretty damning um, for a team that's maybe going for the title. So my banker was shit. Um, absolute fail. My banker didn't come in either, but for banker treble purposes, that didn't matter. It was already dead. And it was also quite a hefty one at odds of 4-9, to nine, uh, taking Kawasaki at home to Hiroshima. They took the leads. They could have gone 2-0 up. They had that goal varred off. Um, Hiroshima got an equaliser um, near the end and the game finished one each which was a shame because Hiroshima had 22 uh, sorry Kawasaki had 22 attempts to Hiroshima's six so it's just it's just one of those games that ends a draw but and it was a four to nine yeah and that was what the first home game that Kawasaki haven't won since Gordo was born was that Aye, pretty much <laughs> <laughs> on the banker front pretty much my only success last week uh, was my banker and you know, I, I'd like to be in this position where it annoys you both up about not getting your bankers in, but mine was so unbelievably close to not coming in that it almost feels like, you know, I cheated my way into this one. Uh, I'd taken Gazantep or draw uh, when it was Ka- um, Gazantep versus Kassim Passa. 
Um, Casting Pasta went up 2-0. Gazantep clawed it back to two each with an incredibly late goal. But they retain their not losing at home. And that was what was predicted. So, you know, they didn't lose at home. There's a, I was going to say, there's no pictures in the score sheet. There's plenty of pictures of Gazantep at this point. And I'm just glad to come out on the right side of it. Yeah, God, you kind of saved the, the banker treble and keep him with its name. If like us all missing the banker is like the 2008 financial crash, this was like the PPI ruling. Yeah, that's it. We get it all back. <laughs> and the value wasn't much better for me. I'd taken out stand at home to Hitler Bruges. Um, Henry versus Bates. Bates didn't play, unfortunately. Um, Hercule Bruges were fucking really, really good. They were by far the better team. Um, on the counter, they let us of all the ball. And on the counter, the um, Iki Ukbo, who's the, the cent- Nigerian centre forward on loan from Chelsea. I've been like watching this guy going, oh my God, I need to look into this guy a bit more because he looks ready-made to be like a replacement for, say, a Morelos or Edward, if Rangers and Celtic were looking. And then I realised Chelsea still own him. So he's probably going to move to an English club for 37 million euros. Bournemouth, specifically. <laughs> Where's Dominic Solanke goes back to Liverpool for £65 million. Pound. Even better. But he finished one each. It was with a late goal. Um, but yeah, Hercule Bruges were the better team. That, that Icky Ugo was fucking random ragged. There's a clip. Obviously, we follow a lot of Jack Henry. Um, there's a clip from the game. And although Jack Henry had a good game, the guy almost does both his knee ligaments with two, tur- like, with two turns in a row. <laughs> Yeah, you just see Dave, Jack Henry like full body twists both times. You're like, oh my god! Yeah, please don't do that. So he's just turned this week. Guys, he's turned twenty three. Nigerian centre forward uh, on loan for Chelsea. He will end up somewhere big this summer. I think uh, he's been really good. I think he's got what twenty goals this season for a really struggling side. So, but I got it when I found out he was with Chelsea. I thought I'd unearthed a gem just watching Scottish abroad <laughs> players in Belgium. I was like, ah, oh, no, he's been at Chelsea this whole time. My value pick came in, start of good things for me. Uh, Vein versus Unterhashing. No one that played in this game will end up anywhere big in the summer. Predicted <laughs> uh, uh, the home win for Wayne, which they went and got. They scored in the third minute and the game finished 1-0. So uh, an awful lot of nothing happened after that, which was <laughs> ideal. Um, so that was a, an even money value pick in. Where this part of the podcast where Andy's picks started to get better, mine's drastically decreased their, their relevance. <laughs> Into my three six five balance, uh, Dijon finally getting a win um, against Nice wasn't very nice. Uh, it was two 0 at home to Dijon. It's their first win in fifteen games. Uh, they were fifteen to four to win this. It wasn't as if Nice were all over the top of them and they got counter attacking goals. Dijon were the better team. Getting outplayed by a team that's already relegated is a bad way to play a game of football, mm. and uh, you know. It, I said the run would end at some point. I didn't think it would be this game, which is really disappointing. It, it says a lot about certain, like you, you see it in a lot of teams and you can see the type of professionals that do it. See players who are chasing a league title and then the league gets sewn up by the opposition and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden they hit this amazing streak of form. A team gets relegated and all of a sudden they've got freedom to win games. You're like, what are you fucking doing to What's us? the point? Yeah, I think, I think Dijon can technically... I think they can stay up, but it it, only, it would require like lots of other teams just like letting other players go and playing toddlers for the rest of the season. They're, I mean, they're they're gone. Yeah, um, this is a part of the podcast where my picks bizarrely get good, and uh, in, in the outsider category, I took the the championship. My reasoning was simple. I thought these two teams were closer together than the sixteen to five odds you were getting on Bournemouth. 
which did come into like just over 2-1 before kickoff. Um, mm-hmm. The build-up to the game went exactly as I'd hoped. Norwich got confirmed as being promoted during this game, uh, before this game started, because they were the, the 8 o'clock kickoff on Saturday night, and the games took place at 5.30, or 12.30, sorry, because I missed loads of the kickoffs. So Norwich were promoted, and I was seeing like Kenny McLean is like retweeting, saying we're back in the Premier League, and I'm like, yes, Kenny McLean's already a half bottle of Buckfast team. Ah, yeah, he's on it. Uh, like, there's, there's absolutely no way that these guys are playing. And I'm also going, Kenny McLean, Grand Hanley have got the Euros. Nobody's playing in this game. They're, they're going to send a weekend team out. Portsmouth need to win to get into the playoffs. We'll be good. Looked at the lineup, Norwich full strength. I was like, fuck off, man. Mm-hmm. Eight minutes in, score to go one nil. I'm like, oh no, this is brutal. And I think at that point, Bournemouth from nine to one. Yeah, then Andy messaged you been like, this is the time we got on them if you still believe in this pick. Uh, and I didn't. I was like, oh no, Norwich are too big a team. And then the red card came, which when I watched the game in play, I had no idea who he was sending off because they both weren't flying in the exact same way. It's just one slightly nicked the ball before the other. And as soon as that red card, that's when I rebacked. When the red card came in, I was like, yep, this is coming in. What did you get this. then? What price five, did you get then? It, it went it, When I was hovering over it, just before the red card, you were getting on 9 to 1. And then the minute the red card happened, you went down to 72. So you just got more than 3 to 1. Um, came well, back and went I, 3 to 1. I took your suggestion because you did mention it on the podcast that you actually fancied uh, both teams to score in that game as well as the away win. Yep. Um, so I took I took that at eleven to two. So that was very very nice. So yeah, it, it was sixteen to five, but it came into five to two, which actually happened to my value pick as well. It ended up being like one to two, which was shite. But I was glad I had the screenshots to prove that it was still like five to six before, and we did a pod. But yeah, all my fun three one, um, a comfortable outsider for me bizarrely. But it went exactly eventually as planned. Norwich are a good my, team back against, by the way. My outsider also went exactly as planned in the Danish Super League at Odense versus Sonder Jiska. Um, I called this as a draw. Specifically, I called this as a one each draw. The game ended one each. Correct score price was five to one. The draw itself was 12 to five. Uh, that now means the last five matches between these sides have finished exactly <laughs> one each. Even, even Odense taking the lead after five minutes and Sonder Jiska going down to 10 men early in the second half couldn't stop the inevitable equaliser coming 20 minutes from time. <laughs> so that was that was a good one. So value an outsider in for me this week at big odds between the two of them. So I actually ended up with quite a good week despite yeah. losing the banker. Now, God, oh. this is This is where I get mugged off. Oh, and my we'll God. Discuss it. I had taken uh, Cagliari versus Parma to be a draw. And, you know, it never looked like being a draw until <laughs> 90 plus one. So uh, Parma went up 2-0 within 31 minutes. Uh, Cagliari pulled a goal back before half time so 2-1 not too bad then went 3-1 Parma and this is minute 59 minute 66 it goes 3-2 you think right maybe they can get something out of this this would be good 90 plus 1 they score to take it to three each. John messages me, Joey Sleznak. Joey's the, in, the in the group. Yeah, everyone's the group going, hey. How the fuck have you done this? This is at 90 plus four, four, three, Ken Cagliari. And just, and it, it, it had a VAR review on it as well. I can't, I wasn't watching the game at all, but it had a VAR review on it in live score. And I'm just fucking pulling the app down, refreshing. It's like, please, please have it taken off. No, the goal stood. Um, so that's just like, and that's, I think that's three weeks in the spin that you two have both got your outsiders and I've missed this one. But yeah, I can't so get any I, closer than not hit it. I back the outsider Trixie 
and it's certainly two weeks in a row now that's been let down by you. But in the, your game was first out of the three of them, tight like chronologically. So it wasn't like that happened the last kick of the last game. That would have been heartbreaking. Yeah, <laughs> but, but you know, back in the tricks is good. I think I'm on four outsiders in a row. That's that is very good, which is insane. It's, I mean, yes, you are to be to be disappointed in this. Do you know who came? Sorry, do you know another thing to point out? Do you know who came on for Parma? A man that I associate with being absolutely awful at football, Graziano Pelle. Remember him for a couple of years playing in? Was he not the boy who missed the penalty for uh, Italy? Yes, uh, that horrible one where he did that stuttered Stop. run up. Yeah, oh. uh, I hate yeah. them. Stuttered run ups are just are just bad. They went to Southampton, banked them in from a few seasons, and then cashed in by going to China for five years. <laughs> um, but yeah, so really, really disappointed with that one. That because, Andy, yeah, Andy, you're on five weeks in a row. Outsiders, yes, that's Legion, mental. Leeds United were your first one five weeks ago. That is crazy. Here, <laughs> see that those five together as a five-team ACA. That would have been huge. So nine, nine to five. Yeah, you've got like nine to five, five to two, three to one, twelve to five, eleven to five. Flying, Andy. Flying. Let's let's keep it rolling with the outsiders this week, and hopefully we get all three of them because that's like close. Fiverr Trixie comes in at like over five hundred quid each week, and I've missed out just. Well, we'll talk about that because I've got an opinion on Gordo's one, but um, we'll, we'll get to that when we get there. Uh, the charity treble, I was the only one holding this up this week. Um, Sydney versus Adelaide, both scored 3 to 5. 2 2 draw. Both teams have scored after 50 minutes. Good care of itself. Yeah, I backed Arsenal at home to Fulham. 69% possession, 18 attempts to 3, 11 corners to 1, the 1 all draw. And they were lucky to get a 1 all draw because yeah. they scored in stoppage time. And I also uh, didn't get my charity, charity pick in. Uh, I'd taken Real Madrid to play against Hitafe and win. Uh, first time they've not done that in a while. And uh, John was right. Getafe, uh, Real Madrid don't, sorry, Getafe don't score at Real Madrid against no. Real Madrid. But Real Madrid also didn't score against Hitafe. So I thought you were being super conservative just to get a charity pick in there with your statement, I took Real Madrid to play against Hitafi. Yeah. If I took Real Madrid like, to play... Like, hang on. Let's call out John here for a, for, for a bet that he sent me a screenshot of and it was the bet below the one that he was referencing. He put, put 25 quid on, on over four goal kicks in a game and at odds of one to a thousand. Yeah. Andy, Andy, I do not bet midweek. I'm trying to save for a house. I use that bet to trigger a free bet. That 25 quid needs to be locked in. Tight bag behaviour, that man. Over, no, over it's profitable, profitable behaviour, Andy, because where did my 25 quid go on that Wednesday night? Oh, it turned into several hundred. Yeah, is, Andy Robertson nice. and Casemiro. Right, but that's not the point of the story. The point of the story is you no, put a bet is, on a something uh, of one to a thousand. Right, that's it. I'm not interested in anything else. And, and, not, and neither are any of the listeners. They just know you now as the guy that picks things is one to a thousand. See, I could pick a one to a thousand shot for the charity thing, but there would be under three goal kicks. Like, it, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't... <laughs> 
Yeah, like it's the it's a game that ends nil nil, but the ball doesn't leave play. <laughs> like I can't, can't do any. Like I am moving to teams where I'm like, you know, the odds are shortening every week. This is just one of my picks that I can't. I even this week I was like, all right, I'll pick my banker. And I picked my banker because it was quite good. Then I switched it because I thought, ah, because I picked it as a banker, it might be good as a charity bet. So we'll see how that works this week. Move on to this week's back. So Saturday, 24th of April. I'm going to the A-League, I'm going to MacArthur versus Melbourne, I'm going for my usual shite bag bet, I'm going for a goal in the second half, it's even worse odds this time, but I actually still think you're getting decent odds if you're combining this with anything, just because how many goals Melbourne City scored in the second half. A goal in this game is 1-6, right, in the second half. Melbourne have scored five in the second half three times this season, including the last game in the Melbourne derby, when they won 7-0 and sacked a manager which I think we've talked about a few times. If a team gets scudded, at least you want to see the manager getting this, just getting out of his misery. You want to see some sort of justice for letting Aye. your bet down. Well, it's, uh, it's funny because Steve Keane, Andy, who you're a massive fan of, is actually taking the job. He's actually yeah. replaced the, the manager season charge now. Jamie McClellan scored all five goals in that second half. See, my interest in this league has just skyrocketed now. It's the same way you really like Ryan Gold, but at least most people would probably understand that. Yeah. Me liking Steve Keane is just weird. I, under- <laughs> I understand, like, for to have a football hero that's a, essentially a nobody and then B, has a very bad track record. Just, I, I just think he's great. Except in Singapore, he's a fucking legend in Singapore. Tell you what. He's a title winner, cup winner. When he got sacked from Blackburn, I was like, see if he wants to stay in the UK, I just wished on the United because we were looking for a manager at the time. We should have gone, gone to get him. Man. Who did you get instead at that point? Maybe Shabba Laszlo. Or it might even have been before then. It might have been when we got Mixu Patalainen in. Yeah, I like Big Mixu, so. So do, so do I. Yeah. So do I. But yeah, go in the second half. I think I think this is this is as comfortable as I can get this. Um, I almost even went over 1.5 for my banker, but the odds were, were too tasty. Yeah, I shat it. I just want this in. One to a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> My banker, um, Saturday, 6am in the Japanese top division, the, the J1 league. Yokohama Derby, Yokohama F Marinos against Yokohama FC. And I'll take the home team, Yokohama F Marinos, for a win at what I consider to be very big odds of 4-11. to 11. So better than 1-3. to three. Um, They're sixth place in the table just now, 18 points from nine games. Yokohama FC, they're dead last. They only have two points from 10 games played so far. Um, so while sixth place for Yokohama F Marinos doesn't sound brilliant, they are actually one of the informed teams just now, 11 points from the last five games. Scored six times, conceded twice across those five fixtures. You actually have to go back 12 matches to the last time they lost a game. So they are they are a very good team and they're, they're in very good form. Um, since then, since that loss, they've drawn four and won seven. So all good stuff for the F Marinos. You also have to go back 12 matches to the last time their opponents, Yokohama FC, actually won a game. So their games since then have been two draws and nine defeats. They just get constantly beaten. Um, the F Marinos' last five home matches, four wins, one draw. Yokohama FC's last five away games, five straight losses. So yep. the, the balance is, is heavy here. 4-11 is a big price. 
um, on on the home team. On the game showing that you can go back historically and flash score between the sides, obviously Yokohama FC have been a, a lower division team for a long time, so there's not that many. There's only five games going back to 2007 uh, that have been played at F Marino's home ground, uh, and F Marino, um, I think they've won them all. The combined score is 18-4. Basically, everything says this is a home win. Will you be taking that? I can cut. Well, 18-4. Eight, <laughs> no, I, I don't think so. There was an 8-1 in there back in 2007. Um, I, don't, I don't think we'll see anything like that. I'd, I'd, I'd take a 2-0. Hmm. Well, I mean, for banker purposes, we all would. So uh, to round off the banker treble this time as well, I am taking in the French League 1, PSG away at Mets. So... There's not really that much to say about this pick other than PSG are one of the best teams in the world. Mets aren't. They're also the worst four team in the French League. They've lost their fast four home games. PSG's last 10 away games they've won in a row, beating the likes of Bayern Munich, Lyon, Barcelona, Marseille. Mets' last four home games have lost to the kind of people like Lille, Rennes, Angers, Strasbourg. You're getting PSG at quite a large price for them anyway here at 1-3. to three. Quite happy with this as a banker. Um, I'm just worried about the team. This this is like a what are we now? We're two games away for a Champions League final if they play it right. Um, I can see this being a horrendous team put out. Like I can see them really, really putting out a shit team. They are second in the league, one point behind. I, they can't. I, they can't throw the the league they, away. They, they don't give a fuck. They don't get any credit for winning that league, so they don't care. They, 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 they care. They care, they care enough they to care. a team that can beat Mets. And that's why... Uh, I was not... So, see, if they were out of the Champions League, see Bayern had knocked them out, they'd be 1-7 to, to win this, because obviously, you're right, their whole focus would have been yeah. against it. Since PSG got that bank, Mets have never beaten them. They've never taken anything off them. But a couple of 3-2s in there. Mets are mid-table. They don't need to win this game. You know, they, it's obviously they, this is their main focus. They're out of the Coupe de France. <clears throat> that's it, but... PSG at one to three to play a team like this is it? You, you know, John, you could argue that last week when they came away from that Bayern game, they could have thrown the game at Strasbourg to give them their players or less. They didn't. They went out and won four one. Yeah, I think they're going to have enough to do it, and that's why I'm taking them here. Yeah, they should win, but I would just watch out for the lineup first. Is my my cautionary tale? Enhanced odds at that point, then even better. They make drift drifted to four seven. Value, I'm in La Liga. Uh, Sunday night, Bilbao versus Lecco Madrid. It's the last game of the Spanish calendar for the weekend. Um, I'm taking the away side of Lecco Madrid at even money. Um, I know it was bottom of the table they were playing last week, but they won 5-0. Um, it looked like a kind of turning point, and then add that to the fact that Real Madrid drew a Hitafe, which put Atletico back top until Real Madrid won last night. I think we're getting to the point where Atletico would have had their real wobble. And I think that victory's just kind of repositioned them. They play Huesca tonight, so this will be even better to clarify where they're at. I expect them to go and pump Huesca tonight as well. They won the reverse fixture 2-1. They played really well in that game against Bobal. Bobal's season is they, they lost two cup finals in a row. Yeah. Um, I think there's like a like a Livingston style drop-off on the cards here, whereby their season's kind of peaked. What they were doing has happened, and now it's just right, let's get ready for next season, finish these four games. I think Athletic comes out of even money, a bit too much to play for. It's less about the form because they've only won one of the last five games. It's more about where they are now and the players are back fit. It looked like a really strong performance. 
Atletico would have done a team that tend to score a lot of goals, to be honest. Even if they play shite teams, they, they are very much a, a two goals, sharp shop and take three points. But to go and scud a team 5 now, I think they'll do something similar tonight. I think they'll really take West Cup to the cleaners. And I think they'll go into that game really confident and nick it, nick it by a single goal on Sunday night, even money. I'm just going with teams that I think have got everything. I'm just going with teams now that have got everything to play for, that they need these wins. So I think it's more important than I think Simeone will get enough out of them to get Atletico the three points on Sunday night. This is the only one of your picks that I think is a smidge ropey. It's the tight. Way, it's, it's tight. That's it. It's and, tight. And I have been fucked by Huesca so many times <laughs> in separate things. Like, to see them getting like some horrible one each draw out of it. Well, it's, I'm talking, they're playing Huesca tonight. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then, so I don't think that I don't think they'll get a result tonight. And I also don't think they'll get something off Bilbao. I think they'll bottle this league. I oh, don't say that. Don't say that. I need. I need them to get back in and dominate. That's what I need them to do now. I like you do. And, you and know, it doesn't. It's not. I'm not getting any money for them losing it. But two, two yeah. wins in a row. Two wins in a row in the next two games. They won't concede a goal. Everything will be rosy in the Madrid Garden. Let's go. Right. Let's go. Cool. Now, Andy, this is this pick. I, I honestly, do you know we've said this a couple of times. I honestly feel like we're definitely missing something here. Oh, because the odds are so good. I don't get it. I, I, I really like. Are, are they missing all the players? Like, is no. there a trial that they're all about to go to jail? Nope. <laughs> seems seems everything is a okay in the Urua Red Diamonds camp. So Sunday at eight a.m. in the J League, Urua versus Oita. Home win for Urua is twelve to eleven. It's actually better than even money on hills. Um, Urua are a mid-table team, right? They're they're decent. They are not going to threaten the top, the guys at the top, and they are not going to be threatened by the guys at the bottom. They're currently tenth placed, and they play eighteenth placed Oita, and Oita are bad. Like we've spoken in previous episodes about backing against them is just a great way to go about getting value. Um, form wise, right now, this is also an excellent time to be backing Urua, the Urua Red Diamonds, because they've won four of their last five games, and unsurprisingly, Oita have lost their last five, all of them. Like a home win here for the Urua Red Diamonds and better than even money is excellent value. Like I'd probably still be interested in backing Urua at odds of four to seven. Yeah. So twelve to eleven is big. Do you think the bookies just know what Urua Red Diamonds are like sometimes where they've just been like, oh we've won four and all, let's lose eight eight in a row. <laughs> let's just yeah. lose eight in a row. But that and, and, and they are certainly capable of doing that, but not against Oita, in my opinion. Like, if they come mm-hmm. up against other mid-table teams, they might win 4-0 or they might lose 4-0. But, but when they come the up crap. against when they come up against the crap, they're a, they're a solid, good team. And as I say, they've won four of their, uh, four of their last five games. They're, they're in really good shape just now. And Oita are just so poor. And they're also poor on the road. Um, and, and better than even money. I'll just say it again. Better than evens. Yeah. Not yeah. a big fan. Like it. Okay, I am uh, moving to another league that's in its infancy this year. This is the Super Etan. This is the hey, Super Etan. Um, and this is week three. So, tipped Dagger for us the first couple of weeks. They're getting an absolute kicking in the top division. So, they might be one of those teams I reluctantly have to back again, like, like backing against Benefento. I never want to do it, but sometimes mm. it's poignant. Um, but this is the league down. This is the Super Etan. And these are two teams that were in this league last year. So, this is Trelleborgs versus Orgright. I like Trelleborgs at home here at 6-7. to seven. So they've played two games so far in this league. They've won one, drawn one. 
Albright have played two games so far and they've taken a doing in each of them. They've scored one goal <laughs> and conceded five. So they've got two losses in there. Um, Tenleborg's had a pretty decent pre-season and they, if, if you remember with um, the kind of Swedish teams, they play this weird cup competition that lasts like 10 weeks um, where they're just like, it's instead of doing friendlies, they just get something at the end of it. So Trelleborg's had done well in that. They were beating teams in there. Or great have been pretty poor in their last five games, and you know some of them are preseason. They've lost three, drawn two, but the most poignant thing is they've only scored two goals in that run. And those two draws were nil nils, so they're not scoring to get anything. If they score, they lose. If they don't, they draw. So um, <laughs> it's it's not a good spot to be in. Trelleborgs historically have the run of this fixture. Um, there's been two draws and five, uh, two draws and three wins in their last five games when they played at home. Um, I just think Trelleborgs are probably going to have a bit too much for them at the moment here, and I could see them probably winning maybe two one, three one. But Trelleborgs at just under even money. I like them in this spot. I'm going to put in a total aside here, right? Because it just it's just something that goes off in my mind. Do you remember the film Small Soldiers? Yes. Yeah. With where they put microchips inside toys and like there's yeah. a big war. Orgrite just remind me of the Gorgonites in that every time every time I hear it, right? And their their whole motto was we hide and then we lose. <laughs> and just when, just when you were saying that, there's like we score and then we lose. <laughs> It's just what they're programmed to do. Well, <laughs> they don't know anything what, else. They score and they lose. And we would love to see them do it again this week. So at Trelleborgs, you can get them just under even money. If you shop around, you can actually get them. They're evens on hills. They're six to seven on three, six, five. Um, so, yeah, around even money for this. I was just looking at the live scores there, Andy. The Goya are currently winning 2-0. 2-0. So a, a, clean sheet, a clean sheet again. After I know after a wee, a wee, a wee two goal wobble, so they don't they're not playing this weekend. So I think they were meant to be playing Kawasaki, who now have a, a postponed Champions League fixture yeah. in there, but they do play Kawasaki next Tuesday. So right, that would okay. be class um, to watch a live stream of that. Do you think anyone else discusses this in English? See that conversation? Mm, probably not. Do you know? And I'll tell you why not, right? Because uh, I opened a BetBull account to take advantage of their Cheltenham offer, and their big slogan is BetBull, where you never bet alone. Yeah, every mm-hmm. single ACA I put on in BetBull, it says, You're the only person that has placed this yeah, ACA. <laughs> <laughs> every single one. <laughs> oh. I'm going to the outsider. I'm going to La Liga again. I'm going for Elche at home to Levante. This is two teams that in the last five games, Elche have drawn three, lost two. Levante have lost four, won one. Three of those games have been single goal margins either side. Um, Levante, uh, Elche, sorry, have lost two now and three, one. But in both of those games, it was late goals for the opposition, which meant they were bleeding into a single goal as Elche were chasing the game. This just is draw written all over it. Drew one each earlier on in the season in the reverse fixture. You're getting 23 to 10 for this to be a draw. Uh, better than evens. Uh, better, better than one, sorry. It just feels like a draw. It feels like two teams that can't get quite over the line. Elche, a draw for Levante would pretty much all but secure them. They'd be 11 points clear with six games to go. I know mathematically not possible, but there's still 10, 10 teams below them. They need to win a whole shit ton of games, but they also play each other, which means they yeah. can't. They, yeah, that just can't happen. 
So, so I think Levante will be happy to go and nick a draw here. Elche don't have enough for me. Um, this actually, I think, will be 1-1 again, but I'm happy just to back the draw. My outsider pick, and I had, I, I've gone through three this week that I thought had possibility for making my outsider on the podcast. This is the one that uh, I saw plenty of opportunity in. And I'm going to stay in Japan um, in the J1 League. Shimizu S-Pulse versus Shonen Belmere. Sunday at 6am. The draw in this game is 11-5. to 5. These two teams are right next to each other in the league. They are essentially the same team. Uh, stats-wise. Shonen are 13th place on 10 points. Shimizu 14th place, also on 10 points. They've both scored 9 goals so far this campaign. Uh, Shonen have conceded 11, Shimizu 13, so very close. Um, Shimizu's last 5 matches have included 3 draws. Shonen's last 5 games have included 4 draws. These are these are two teams that like to play out draws. They're two teams that are identical. Um, the last times that, uh, that the sides met in November 2020, they played out a 1-1 draw. So I, I just like the draw here. And I always like to give more context as well, Andy. The same thing I just done there with the Elche thing was both teams. So Shimitsu's last eight of 10 games, they've either been draws or been a single goal either yeah. side. Yeah. And Shonen is eight out of 10 as well. Yeah, so they're, they're, they're two teams that like... Narrow margin. Yeah, narrow margins and like to keep draws. So the eleven to five years a big price for a draw. Good, I, I, I like this eye. And I think God, though, yeah. I think God, though, should be taking us away for a draw treble. But right, I know why. So <laughs> just on Andy's pick there, it's weird to be in a position where you used to have backed draws and I haven't, which has <laughs> yeah. made me feel a bit uncomfortable. But I, I've got this is probably the thing the pick I have the most. Um, kind of researching points on uh, this is uh, Leon at home to uh, Lille Lille are in 70 points top of League 1 PSG are in 2nd with 69 Monaco are in 3rd and 68 and Leon, who they're playing are in 67 points you know, this, this league is tight at the top underneath that are Lens on, on 53 so it's a, it's a four horse race here Lille away from home against Leon have beaten them three times and drawn two. Weirdly, Leon don't seem to get anything out of these games. So when you look at, um, if you look at overall, last game was one each. The previous game was one nil to Leo. The previous game before that was two each. The previous game before that was one nil. The previous game was two each. If you look at it, they're on a they're on a kind of sequence here. So this should be a one nil Leo win. <laughs> if, you, if you want to follow the rest of that. They just don't get results. Uh, Le- uh, Leon just don't get results against Lille. And feel if you're the top of the league, they've got something to play for. They're going away on this one. I would rather take them. They've got similar form, both teams, because they're up towards the top of the league. Uh, Lille's last game, they drew with Montpellier. Leon's last game, they lost 2-0 to Monaco. Um, previous to that, Lille had beat PSG, which is a pretty big result. Um, previous to that, for Monaco, uh, for Leon, they, they've got some wins in there as well. They've drawn with Lens in there. They've lost to Red Star. They beat Angers. They beat Nantes. These tier two teams that are, as as John was talking about earlier on with your shims, they're very similar because they're right beside each other in the league. I would just rather have the team at a higher price who are above in the league to do what they've done before. And you're going to get them to do that at 13 to 5. You know, fancy it as a double chance. You can get it at 2 to 3 or 7 to 10 for the, for the uh, X2 market. 
No, I but don't like that. I'm going to take them straight away. 33 to 10 the draw is, um, is where I'm putting my... And do you know what? I'm even going to throw out... I, I looked at this. Um, Leon have scored two goals or more in 13 of the last 15 home games. And four out of the last six meetings between these teams have finished 2-2 draw. 2-2 draw is 14-1 in this game. Both teams are uber-attacking. I really like this game. I think this game will be really good to watch, by the way. So if it's not on BT Sport, I will be fucking hunting it down on his goal. I think a 2-2 draw, I think it's 14-1. Real haven't conceded more than two goals in a game away from home since last year. Yeah, but Leon have scored two. Leo conceded three to Celtic, Pete. And two of them them at home as well. We can forget with Celtic. Even fucking Celtic were surprised they scored against them, right? I just I, I see this being a shutout, real narrow win. I, I think this is two teams that will play play very similar. I think this would be a really good game to watch. I'm actually really excited. I think it is a BT Sport game. I think it is BT Sport. So that's yeah. Sunday at eight o'clock. So I'll be watching this. That'll be that'll be how I, that and the Athletic Madrid game will be on dual in parallel. Yeah, I, I really like it. I, I just think it's a draw. I think I think Leo will be quite. Yeah, I think like if I look at fixtures, how how hard is that on Leo's running? That's this is Leo's hardest game. This is Leo's hardest game in the running. A draw here is fine for them. A draw here, a draw here. I think we'll see them going to run and secure the title. Could it be three weeks in a row where Gordon's bet lets down an outsider, Trixie, for me, and I miss out on hundreds of pounds? That would be sad. <laughs> that would be, but. You know, you want the big price, you take an outsider. It's the point of an outsider. There is yeah, always that, a chance yeah, you could that, lose. Yeah, that's true. But I've won my last five in a row. So, <laughs> yeah, can't, it can be done. I think two of five. So, yeah. But, hey, it's an outsider, Gordo. I'm giving you too much of a hard time. I just really like the draw in that game. Over to the charity, which surely we're getting in this week. Um, I feel super confident about mine. I'm in La Liga again. It's Villarreal versus Barcelona on Saturday. I'm taking the to score. Four of the last five times I've met at Villarreal Stadium. Both teams have scored regularly. I think it was something, I think I counted back 20 games. It's like 16 out of 20 of the games, home and away. Both teams have scored. This is a Barcelona side who need to attack, need to go for the win. Villarreal and under Una Emery are very comfortable on the counter-attack, really good on the counter-attack. They struggle a wee bit against teams who will sit in behind the ball. That's why they lost to Osasuna. This will be a really good game as well, but I, I'm just taking both teams to score. It's all I'm interested in. I feel very comfortable that this is happening. Thank you. Five to eight. Uh, so the odds aren't amazing on that, but they're higher than got those, and that's all that matters. <laughs> I guess this is the outsider of the charity. That yeah, is, that is. Um, Saturday at 1pm in the German Dritte Liga, so the, the third league in, in German football. Mannheim versus 1860 Munich. I'll take 1860 Munich for an away win here at 6-7, to seven, so just under even money. This is a huge game for them, for 1860, uh, and it's pretty much a nothing game for Mannheim. Uh, 1860 are fourth place just now on 58 points. The top two spots in this league get promoted automatically, and the third gets into a promotion playoff. So finishing top three is, is where you need to be. The teams above them, so the three teams above them are only ahead by four, two and one point respectively. So it is tight, but they are the, they are the team just now outside of those places. They have a huge chance at promotion, but they need to keep winning and they need to win as Dresden, who are the, the team one point ahead, have a couple of games in hand. 
So they need they need three points here. Form wise, eighteen sixty are actually the best team in the league in the five team form table. Uh, five-game form table. They've taken 13 points in the last five games. They are also the top team in the entire league when it comes to points gained away from home. They've taken 30 points from 16 away from home matches, actually more than they've got at home this season. Their opponents, Mannheim, are just distinctly average. All their numbers are distinctly average. They're 11th in the in the table. They're 10th in the home game table. They're 9th in the five-game form table. It's a nothing match for them. It's a huge game for 1860. Um, and as a form side that's been winning recently, I expect them to win again. Okay. Yeah, like it in there. I don't 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 have any issue with that. And when you go to the German lower divisions, you generally get a 1-0 win after three minutes. Yeah, so. That'll do. That'll do. 1-0 <laughs> win would be delightful. And hopefully to round off the charity, because it probably will be the last pick that's given. This is on Sunday night. This is Atalanta versus Bologna, and I'm going to take the home team Atalanta to win this game at one to three. Uh, originally was banker switched to charity, um, so I've got them at one to three, and there's good reasoning why they're one to three. Um, if you look at Atalanta overall, they're fourth in the league. They're two points behind being in second, one point behind being in third. Bologna are safe but have nothing to play for. They cannot get anywhere near Europe. They can't be relegated. They are one of three teams in the middle of that Italian league that could just coast out the rest of the season. They're 10 points clear of the relegation zone with a whole bunch of teams below them that are you know, that are much more likely to have any issue. Um, Atalanta have scored 72 goals and conceded 38. Bologna have scored 44 and conceded 48. That gives you an idea of the gulf in there. Atalanta have won. They're the... the the form team at the moment, they've won their last five games. Bologna aren't very good there. If you look at the teams that Atalanta have beaten as well in there, it's very impressive. They beat Juve, they beat Fiorentina, they beat Udinese, they beat Verona, they lost to Real Madrid in the Champions League, and then they beat Spezia 3-1. Atalanta's last four home games, when they weren't playing someone who was right at the top of the league with them, they've given them an absolute kicking. Uh, I expect and hope that they do that to Bologna at the moment. You're going to get Atalanta at one to three, so the shite baggiest of charity picks. <laughs> However, I will take over a over over three point five goal kicks. One a thousand. Yeah, one a thousand. <laughs> yes, so that's my pick for the charity this week. <laughs> no, I think that's a good one as well. I, I, I feel pretty confident about the charity um, more than ever. And we can add 4.5 goal kicks if you want, Andy, to that just to give us an extra 10 pence on the, the bet. Just leave it. It'll go wrong. <laughs> It'll go wrong. Aye. So, so our, our sales pitch, um, we're on Patreon, £5 a month to become part of the, the Trample Bet Club. Things like the video version of this, early access to this, Andy's cheat sheet with all the picks on it. God the UFC. Gordo has done a UFC weekend. episode for this weekend and talking to me to try and get some sort of special price for one of the picks on that. All that for a fiver a month and we'll do many more regular episodes. The more the, the busier we get on Patreon, the more work we'll do because the incentive is there. Firstly, we want new equipment. We want hosting costs covered. Um, just, just little things to allow us to make this sound better, feel better and obviously then be able to promote more stuff. Also got the Facebook. There's a Discord chat. Actually, I've just realised like Joey Slaznak seems to be the most busy on that. Um, I talk to him regularly about the A League quite consistently, which is mental because he's in America, which means he's up at like four in the morning watching A League football. Yeah, tremendous. It's already early for us. Like it's eight AM for us. 
So yeah, we get access to Discord chat. Obviously, if, if none of that appeals to you, we do have the Facebook group, which we're all on. Um, there's loads of people offering their own advice and just chat to kind of back up if you want any information about what you think about your picks. Michael Stokes is your rugby guy. Ben Grant, when the ice hockey season comes back, you and you two with baseball. There's just so much stuff on there. Like, it's unbelievable the amount of content. That Michael's got... Michael Stokes has rugby picks up for this weekend already. Well worth checking out on the on the Facebook group. Yeah, I, I feel... Even, I don't even comment on them. I just go and put them on. I feel like that's why I need to start to doing... One. Yeah, I feel like that's why I need to start doing God, though, because... It feels like every time I just go on and check and it's like somebody commenting saying, yep, that was in. Like, yeah. <laughs> he, knows his, he knows his stuff. Yeah. Um, so so there's all that and, and much more. Um, so if you can afford it, £5 on patreon.com forward slash trample bet, you'll get Andy's cheat sheet. That's it, yeah. So the cheat sheet's all the picks from the podcast written down uh, and you can pull it up on the app. So Patreon has an excellent phone app as well um, where you just search trample bet in there. Five pound a month. It really helps us. Uh, so if you like the podcast, give something back, guys. It'd be much appreciated. That was a podcast. Have a good weekend. Happy hunting. Bye. The Trample Bet Podcast is produced by John Walker and Gary Black, part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Find the next show you'll love at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.